0: Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. Hi, I'm Alex Anderson, and welcome to the Quilt Connection with episode number 53. Through this past year, I've had the delicious opportunity of working with McCall's Quilt Magazine. We have had six installments presented by Bernina of just inspirational stuff to think about when it comes to quilting. And this is the last podcast that will relate to the six issues because guess what? We've gone through six issues this past year. It's been a little bit challenging, as I've mentioned in earlier podcasts, because we had to come up with content that was short and to the point. Because Bernina, I think the deal was they got a third page space or something like that. And it really got me thinking about what needed to be said in a very short amount of time. Because we realized there was more to be said then on a third page spread, Bernina provided a wonderful special website called Inspirations by Alex. I, th- I will have a link on my website, so don't worry about that. And then even within that format, the podcast came about to kind of be the icing on the cake. Well, the last installment is about connections. Throughout my years of quilting, people will say, well, what's the best part? What's your favorite part? And I have to tell you that throughout the years, this has changed. At one point, clearly, it was my new sewing machine. At another point, it was the fabric. In fact, one time in my mini group, we uh, talked about, okay, what's the best part about fabric? Is it when you walk in the store and you get the first hit, or you touch the fabric, or they're rolling out and cutting the fabric... Or when you're being rung up at the register. No, not that part. But um, anyways, it was interesting because for me, it's touching the fabric and bringing it out and watching it play together. But it was different for the other people in the room. Very interesting. Ask yourself that question. And I would like to know what you have to say. Just come back to my website, alexandersonquilts.com. Find this episode and tell me what you think the best part about fabric is. Oh, how we love you in so many ways. (laughs) But now, I would say the best part about quilting is you. The people that I have met, the friendships that have been formed, I could have never in a million years even imagined in my wildest dreams. First of all, I want to say as a community of people, We're really nice people. I mean, if you're a quilter, you know that, but I'm just going to beat the drum on that. When bad things happened in New York, we blanketed them with quilts. When Katrina hit, we blanketed them in quilts. And it just seems that whenever there's a problem, and okay, those are or were very large vocal problems. Sometimes they're very quiet problems. Problems that are just quietly dealt with by handing somebody a quilt, and it might be somebody you know the quilter doesn't even know. That's just who we are in nature. We all look really different. I mean, and age wise, oh, it's the gamut. I've met quilters that are in their 90s to 100s, and I've met quilters that are five years old. That seems to be the span, and I think it's just simply delicious. But all in all, It's the people. It's you. I feel like it's time, time, person of the year. It's you. (laughs) But it really is. And I started thinking back to some of my friendships that have stood the test of time, of course, but meaning that the people haven't moved away or whatever. And I would like to acknowledge them in this particular podcast. I did mention in episode 52 that Carolee Hensley is probably the longest- longest duration of a friend in quilting because she opened her store and I walked into it 30 seconds after she opened and 30 seconds after I stopped quilting. And it was interesting because at the time, she owned the store with her friend named Mary. And Mary, after five years, sold her half to Carolee. And it wasn't anything ugly or anything like that. That was the plan because Mary's husband was retiring and they were going to take off and travel The United States in their RV. And Mary, if you hear this, I'm thinking about you. I miss you too. Mary was really good at helping me when I was challenged with colors and fabric. So there is a friendship that I'm not sure how long they were acquainted before they opened the store, but that friendship formed that store and it's still standing today and is a destination quilt shop in the San Francisco Bay Area. When I started quilting in college, I heard there was a quilt um, show at the Mormon Temple in the Oakland Hills. So I said, come on, John, let's go see what it is. I honestly did not know what to expect, but we walked into the auditorium, and it was a life-changing light bulb moment for me. The quilts were being hung from the ceiling, suspended on rods, And it was as if they were being highlighted as art. You know, I was in college. I knew I couldn't paint, and I couldn't center a wad of clay on the um, thing that turns. What's that thing called? (laughs) shows how much I love it. The wheel. Um, I didn't really know what I was going to be or how I was going to express myself as an artist. I thought a weaver, but no. It validated quilting as an art form. So that was a very, very important moment to me. A few years later, there was a quilt shop that opened in Alamo, California, owned by Gail Wells and Diana McClunn. You might be familiar with Diana McClunn, well, on many levels. Uh, She wrote Quilts, Quilts, Quilts with Laura Nouns, and I'll bet most of you own that book plus many more publications. They have a pattern company now, and she currently does a Silomar at Pacific Grove with Suzanne Cox and Gail Wells. Diana's big thing is about education. It's all about bringing in new quilters and teaching both new and older quilters the skills they need to be able to express themselves. Well, I was a stay-at-home mom with young kids, and honestly, I can remember paying the bills and having $50 to feed the family on for the rest of the month. And, you know, at the time, I would just panic. But now I know, and I knew then, too, that we wouldn't exactly starve, but I needed money to quilt. So I went into Diana's store, and I said, could I teach for you? And she said, sure, bring me back a proposal. So I did. And let me tell you, it was apparently a pretty good proposal. And I started teaching at Empty Spools. Diana knew that funds were tight. And so she wasn't just a quilt shop. She also had different types of fabrics like wools and beautiful imports from France. And she would have these fashion shows periodically And she would give me the fabric to make myself clothing. And then if I just modeled it in the fashion show, I could keep it. She would bring in national teachers. And she knew I couldn't afford the class fee. And she would let me take the class for free. Years down the road, I put one and two together and realized that Diana McLenn hosted that very first quilt show that I saw at the Mormon Temple. So it's amazing what a small world it is, and yet it's such a large world. I had another friend, Mary Helen Schwinn, who in fact was in a mini-group with Diana McClun, Bernice Stone, Rosalie, Lynn, Just some really great people, Uh, Claire, and we met once a month and we were called Strings. And that was because you can always tell a quilter because there's strings hanging off her body. (laughs) You know that's true. It's like I'll go to the grocery store and somebody will start picking a thread off me. I'm like, hey, that's my badge of honor. Leave it alone. Anyways, um, Christmas was always the best at Strings because honestly, don't tell my family But sometimes that was the best present. And what we would do is we would draw names and then you would make, purchase whatever a present for the name that you drew. So one Christmas, I was feeling all magnanimous and I said, let's make quilts for each each other next year. And everybody said, oh, sure, because we were all in the spirit. And then I think in fall, they were all ready to shoot me or something because now they had to make a quilt. But I happened to draw one person's name, Mary Helen Schwinn. And the way we gave the gift that particular year was, we started with somebody, I I can't remember who, and that person presented their quilt to the person who they uh, had drawn their name. Well, that was a real hard year for our group because Mary Helen was dying and she was very upfront, very frank. And very to the point. In fact, she gave me a lesson on how to die gracefully. And I had drawn her name. Now, honestly, outside of our strings, Mary Helen and I would have never met each other. Um, her husband was head partner of one of the top CPA firms. And, you know, it just, we would not have met up. But, When I made her quilt, I could think, I started thinking about her. And if you've ever made a quilt with somebody specifically in mind, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I would, I pieced it and then hand stitched it. And as I sat there at the frame, I reflected on my friendship with Mary Helen Schwinn. And though we didn't know each other in a greater sense, we knew each other in a very intimate sense. And every stitch I put in that quilt, made me grateful that I had, at that point, Mary Helen Schwinn in my life. So, actually, I might have been the person that kicked off this particular gift-giving, and I gave it to Mary Helen Schwinn. And she loved it. Well, finally, when it all came around, she handed me my quilt. She had gotten my name. And I have to tell you, I treasure that particular quilt. It's actually a baby quilt of a quilt that she had in one of Diana and Laura's books. And it reminds me of this very incredible woman that I had the privilege of having in my life. And, and you know, it's interesting because if people aren't quilters, they just don't quite get it, do they? It's like, oh, you're making a blanket or whatever. If you're a quilter, you get it. I remember on Simply Quilts, towards the beginning, we um, did a show on, um, it was Thanksgiving show, and then we had Barbara Brackman on. And the quilt that we were going to talk about was a quilt made for Polly Class. And Polly Class was a little girl in Petaluma, California, that the bad guy came and took and ultimately... They found little Polly murdered. And there was a little girl in Petaluma who said to her mom, Marjorie Beavis, Mom, what can we do to go find Polly? And the mom, in her wisdom, knew there was nothing that this little girl could do, but she decided to make a quilt that would be signed by all of Polly's little friends. And on the quilt, there were little squares. And on the squares were things like, when you come home, let's play. I miss you, Polly. It was a quilt of hope. And we had it on the set. And that was the day everybody on Simply Quilts got what quilting is all about. I walked out. The set was quiet. And there were people standing in front of the quilt just reading it, stunned, and it was one of the harder shows we've done on Simply Quilts, but I think it was one of the more important shows that we did on Simply Quilts. And that's what I'm talking about, friends. It's about the connections that we have with each other. And it continues to this day. I think of... um just to throw this out, this is funny, Um, I have a friend on the East Coast, I'm not going to say her name, I just love her to pieces, and she always writes me and says, remember me? And I'm like, of course, I love you! And I wouldn't know this sweet lady if it hadn't been for quilting. So, if you're a quilter, and you have not yet joined a guild or something like that, you must, absolutely must, and Chances are they have many groups. You need to get involved with that also because this is where the real deep connections are going to happen. So for me, folks, it's about the people. And I mean, I could go on and on with the people in my life that I have met through quilting. Um, and I know you could, too. I want to say that when I came on board with the Bernina family, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, they were a big, bad, scary corporation. And what I have found all the way from Steckborn down to your local dealer is that they're people too, and they're wonderful, and they're not big, scary people like the sewing machine company. They are working their tails off to bring you a wonderful product. They – um. I love it when I get to travel. They send me all over the United States and I get to go to these different dealer stores. And for instance, um, I have been to Hawaii a couple times at a wonderful dealer store and wined and dined at one of the you know best restaurants there. And then on the other hand, a month later, I was in an Amish families, Mennonite Amish, plain, plain people families dealership in Pennsylvania and they equally stole my heart and while the outsides all look different the insides the goal is exactly the same so back to your favorite quilting buddies do me a favor tell them thank you thanks for being your friend send them a fat quarter or do something that'll just blow their socks off because in the end folks the quilts are beautiful The classes are fun, the exhibits are a blast, the vacations are marvelous, but in the end, it is, in my life, all about you. Until we meet, and you know what? We might just. Happy quilting. For more quilting information and inspiration, please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.